Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to Everything New York Giants. I know it's been a while, but the draft is complete, and boy, do we have some good stuff to talk about today. I'm your host, Adriana, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok and sometimes Twitter, but you probably know me from the other two. Anyway, like I said, the draft is complete, and all... If you're a Giants fan and you are not absolutely pumped about the way that the draft went, I am going to make you feel that way after this episode. So you're welcome in advance. Let's talk about all our new draft picks. So let's start by talking about all of the draft picks, and then we're going to go a little more in depth for each one and talk about why we're excited about them, because we should be. First up is cornerback Deontay Banks, which the Giants picked at number 24. They ended up trading down one spot. I think we all saw the way things were going with wide receivers. They decided that their wide receivers were off the board. Next on the board for them was Deontay Banks. They knew that Jacksonville had brought him in for a visit. They knew that they liked him. Jacksonville needs some help on their defense. They thought Minnesota was going to go cornerback. And instead, Jack's probably one of their top wide receivers. So Joe Shane did what he did best. He was aggressive and went after his guy. I'm really excited about Deontay Banks. You know, I said on Instagram, and I stand by this, Nolan Smith was still on the board, and I really wanted him. But there's a reason that I'm not the GM of the Giants, just like the rest of us, right? So if it was me, I would have picked Nolan Smith. I really liked him. However... I think it's obvious as fans and as we've seen from the people in the building that uh, does anyone trust Aaron Robinson as cornerback number two? Because I think that we don't. <laughs> as a collective group, we don't. So obviously getting another cornerback in here was a huge need along with wide receiver and center and you know a whole bunch of other things. So I think everyone should be really excited about Deontay Banks. He's very fast. Let's just go into it. Let's just talk about him. So he's coming from Maryland. He played at the University of Maryland, and he's six foot tall, 197 pounds, and he's very fast. He ran a 4.35 during the 40-yard dash. Now, we know that's important. I've talked about this before, and it's you know going to be something that we talk about a lot, is our division has some very impressive speedy receivers like CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown, which I know we all know. So to have someone like this who can come in. He's fast. He's going to be able to keep up with the receivers is huge. Outside of that, he has a lot of experience playing in a variety of coverages. Now we know that Wink is high on the blitz, ride or die on the blitz. And a lot of the times that works out great. When it doesn't work out great, you got to switch things up. So knowing that he has experienced different types of coverages is going to be huge. Help him hopefully adapt to the NFL quicker than someone who maybe doesn't have that. He's a press man corner, which again, something that this team needs. He's got outstanding size and length, and he's good with communication in the zone. He can pass off receivers, which again, we have seen this defense and it's gotten better with Wink being here, but we have definitely seen some communication issues with this defense. And hopefully someone like Deontay Banks is going to come in and hopefully make some changes from that standpoint. So according to NFL.com, he's got a lot of really good strengths. I just mentioned a couple of them. I'll throw in a few more. Um, he uses independent hands to reroute the receiver. His lower body is fluid and smooth. Again, 
Not only is he fast, but he's going to be able to help match these receivers on their routes. Extremely important. And he plays strength to attack and plays through perimeter blocks. So again, all of these things are excellent qualities for a corner to have in this specific defense. So excited about Deontay Banks. Like I said, you know, we, we need a good, solid cornerback number two. I don't know if he's going to be that right off the bat, but I do know that he is going to compete and we are 100% going to see him opposite of Dory Jackson this fall. And that makes me really excited. With the second pick in the NFL draft, the Giants drafted center out of Minnesota, John Michael Schmitz. Now, I can probably guarantee that every single one of you, because I was doing this too, was screaming at the TV in excitement. I mean, we all know we needed a center, but there was a lot of talk of, if we don't pick him at 25, you know, are we going to get a Tipman? Are we going to get a Schmitz? Are we going to get one of the best centers coming out of this draft? And we all know that that's exactly what this team needed. So the fact that we were able to get him at 57 is incredible. Incredible. And I know we're all super excited about him. So let's talk about some of his strengths. First of all, he's 6'3 and a half, 301 pounds. Pretty athletic for a center. You know, not the fastest, but again, doesn't need to be. That's fine. Um, he makes all the calls up front. Now, there's never been any outward um, sayings from from people in the building that said that, you know, the centers haven't had a lot of experience with that. But the guys that we've had at center have not gotten the job done. Okay, I'll leave it at that. And we know that the center is the baseline of communication. Him and Jones need to be able to trust each other right off the back. And I think that Jones, knowing that he's made all the calls up front, he has experience as a center for all of these years. He's got lateral quickness for reach blocks. He's consistent as a block finisher. He has really amazing strengths that we have not seen from a center on this team in years and years. And it it feels so weird to be so excited about an offensive lineman. I mean, I think that we all felt like this when they drafted Thomas and they drafted Evan Neal last year because the line has just been such a disaster for so long. But I mean, how could you not be excited about this guy? I just... You know, he's not a skill player. We're not going to see him running crazy routes and making insane catches and, you know, breaking through tackles and stuff. But I just, I just really feel like I'm excited to watch him play. And I feel like Jones has got to be over the moon to know that he has a guy coming in here with all of this experience and all of these strengths that he can trust off the bat. He's got his back. And the biggest thing and the thing that I love is that Shane and Dable both described him as being nasty on the field not off the field. They both said he's not like that as a person, but he's like that on the field. And John Michael Schmitz also said it in his press conference. And I think that's a reason why a lot of us loved Nick Gates. I mean, he would be the first one out there ready to get in a fight. And you would see the way that he really defended Jones. And I lo love that about him. And that was one of the things that I was 
sad that we were going to be missing with Gates not here. So to know that, you know, that is a quality that you want in your offensive lineman. And we don't see it out of Andrew Thomas, and that's fine. It doesn't need to be out of everyone. I don't think Evan Neal's like that either. They both seem so soft-spoken and kind. But as long as they get the job done on the field, no one cares, right? But the center, for him to have that same quality and feistiness, and you just know that he's just going to have Jones's back out there, I don't know. That personally makes me very excited. And I just feel like that you know, with the rotation that's been going on with center the last couple of years, I don't really think that Feliciano had that. And, you know, to know that someone's coming in here that's going to do that is so exciting. <laughs> like geeking out over the fact that we got an epic center. Um, and I think everyone else is too. So very excited about him. So happy he's already in the building. I can't wait to see him and Jones get to work. And, you know, finally, maybe we're going to have this O-line figured out for the first time in a long time. Oh boy, you want to talk about excited. I know we're all excited about John Michael Schmitz. What I do know is that we all were epically pumped to go from pick 89 down to 73 to get wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Now I know, I know from your DMs, listen, I was there with you. I get it. You know, people in the first round saying, oh, we should have traded up for a receiver. Like, Shane got fleeced because he didn't see that Minnesota, you know, was going to go wide receiver over corner and whatever, whatever. And I get it. But the reality is, and this is what Shane said in his press conference, if you listen to it afterwards, that first of all, everyone thought JSN was probably going to go in the top 12 picks. So the fact that he kept falling and was falling down to 20, let everyone think that they probably, everyone in those later picks probably think like, oh, maybe we can get a wide receiver. So, you know, the fact that he made it to 20 and then, I mean, I thought Minnesota was going to go defense. Their defense was atrocious last year, was it not? So I think that, you know, and Shane said this too, is that, you know, he thought that he had the wide receivers that they liked graded the same as Deontay Banks, allegedly. And that's what he said. So I'm saying allegedly because I don't know if he's being truthful or not. I'm assuming that he is, but, you know, he could have just said that. So anyway, um, he had all of those guys ranked the same. And when the wide receiver started going, he felt like if he waited one more pick, he wasn't getting the cornerback that he wanted. And he saw it happen with the wide receivers and said, I'm not going to let it happen to me with the corner. And we all know that we needed a corner. So we got our corner and we got our wide receiver. You guys know that I like Hyatt. I've talked about him on Instagram. I was pretty high on him. Um, so I mean, the fact that we got him in the third round is absolutely out of control. So I mean, super excited about it. Let's talk about him. So he's six feet, 176 pounds. I know some people were a little concerned about his height, but he's not 5'9". Um, <laughs> this is for all my girls out there. You know what I'm talking about. He's actually six foot. He's not put six foot on his resume and is 5'9 on a date. You know what I mean? He's actually six feet tall. So don't worry about the height thing. He's good. He's got it. He ran a 4-4. He's very fast. And you guys, in the game that Tennessee played against Alabama, he scored five touchdowns in one game. And he was running all different routes. So I know, again, there was some concern 
um, that he was, you know, strictly going to be a slot guy. And, you know, why do we need another five, nine slot guy, even though he's not five, nine, like I, I get it. But first of all, we don't know if Shep and Wandale are going to be back week one and let these guys battle it out. May the best man win. You know, they need competition out there. So he is going to be someone that's really fast. He can be used on the inside. He can be used on the outside. He can be used as a deep threat down the field. I mean, listen, I want to see him and Slayton can battle it out out there. Don't you? I think that would be pretty entertaining. Um, so again, having that speed is going to be really important and no, he's not six, four, that's fine, but he's also not five, nine. So six feet tall, maybe they'll put a little bit of weight on him, but he's fast. We need that speedy receiver. Um, some other strengths according to NFL.com. So he tears into cushions and rockets past off man coverage. Again, we need guys who can do that. We need guys who can make contested catches. We need guys who can battle it out with the defender if they can't get away from them. Now it sounds like Jalen Hyatt is going to be able to get away from him from them when they have that type of speed like Slayton has done. They've been uncoverable, which again. These are the types of things we need on this offense. He runs focused vertical routes at crisp angles. Important. Glides into acceleration mode at route stems to separate. Again, like I just mentioned, so he's going to be one of those guys like Slayton that's fast enough and smart enough and good enough at running routes that he can break away from defenders prior to catching the ball. How can you not be excited about this guy? I am so pumped. I, I mean, I still can't believe they got him in the third round. So, um, at this rate, this podcast will be 75 minutes long, so I'm going to wrap it up on Jalen Hyatt. But again, very excited, very excited to see what he can do on the field. I can't wait to see him and Jones's connection. If it's anything like him and Slayton connect connection, he's going to be Slayton 2.0, who hopefully has better hands. It sounds like he does. Very excited about this guy. Hope you guys are. Now, speaking of guys who actually are 5'9", we're going to talk about our new running back, Eric Gray from Oklahoma. He's 5'9 and a half, 207 pounds. And I got to be honest, I didn't know a lot about him when you get into these later rounds. There's so many players and there's just not as much information out there about them. So I've got some good uh, strengths again from NFL.com. They do a really good job with their scouting and their um, draft grades and everything like that. So before we get into that, this is not a replacement for Saquon. I know that most of you know that, but I want to say it out loud so you understand. Not only that, there are three other running backs on this roster outside of Saquon, Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, and Joshua Corbin. They are all going to compete. I think Breida is probably going to end up being running back two. But again, in the case of injury or anything like that, we want guys to battle it out. I don't care who's on the field. If they're the best running back, put them on the field. I don't care what their name is or how much money they make. So one thing, and I know Saquon has gotten a lot better about this over the last couple of years, is has been the less of the dancing and he's become more decisive in his running and he's been running more north to south instead of kind of all over the place. This is one of the reasons why I'm sure that the Giants loved Eric Gray and drafted him. He's decisive with instant acceleration. 
You guys got to watch some of his highlights because I did catch some of them and they're awesome. He jabs and cuts at sharp angles without losing speed. Again, all things you want from your running back. His skip steps generate an early rhythm so he can get there and he can accelerate quickly. Again, all of his strengths so far. Above average spatial awareness and elusiveness inside. I mean, reading this is getting me excited about him. Willing to step into contact with downhill blitzers. I like a running back who's aggressive and not afraid of guys coming at him. So, Again, this guy is not a replacement for Saquon. He's going to come in. He's going to battle to get on the 53, and he's going to show us what he can get. From all of the strengths that I've seen so far, it sounds like he has the potential to get on the team as an eventual starter. Also, one thing we need to talk about him is he's a reliable threat out of the backfield, he has soft hands and a willingness to block. Now, I don't know much about his blocking skills from what we've seen with Saquon again with this coaching staff it's something that can be improved upon so I would like to see him improve upon that even though he's not that big he's you know not like Derrick Henry out here throwing blocks so but he's got a lot of potential and I think that's the biggest thing he's got good strengths good qualities that can be built upon to improve with. So I think we all kind of figured we'd be taking a running back at some point, obviously not early on in the draft. He was taken in round four. But again, it's all about competition. The more guys that they can bring in to compete, bring out the best in each other, let's see what you got and may the best man Next up, we have Old Dominion cornerback Trey Hawkins the third he's 6'2 188 pounds has the potential to be on the roster at some point you know he's going to need some development and some growth don't we all some of his strengths include a good combination of size length and long speed again we we can continue to talk about speed with cornerbacks but it's something that's really important when you've got these insane running back or insane insane wide receivers in the league. We saw it with Adoree Jackson, the fact that he was able to basically take Justin Jefferson out of the playoff game. That's what we need. We need that. He's got active hands that are accurate with his press punch. Again, I'm not I'm not always going to bring Darnay Holmes into this, but the hands are important, okay? We can have guys getting penalties, and if he's got accurate, good hands, very important. He can attack and shed blocks quickly and run support. Again, great. He showed improvement in coverage from 2021 to 2022. That's what we want to see. And he is coming in to a team that has Wink Martindale, who we all know, epic defensive coach. But outside of that, he's got really great guys on the coaching staff that like Jerome Henderson, who are going to be in there and help him improve. And if he can make that type of improvement in college, imagine what he's going to do with this coaching staff. I feel like he's got potential. We are going to see him improve and just keep an eye out for him. I would say he's he's probably going to end up being a practice squad guy, but you never know with all of the injuries that this team has dealt with, it's very possible he could end up on the 53. So a guy to get familiar with, keep an eye on and you know, we'll see. 
and we made it to round seven. Our final two picks of the draft. First up is Jordan Riley, interior defensive lineman from Oregon. He's 6'5", 325 pounds. Now, he is coming to us from Oregon, which he likely played with Kayvon. So we'll see if there's any good information that comes out of there. Um, couple things to talk about with him. So he is a massive run defender. We all know the Giants need help against the run. Now, is he going to be competing with guys like Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams? You know, probably not, but he's going to go up against them and practice every day. He's going to learn from them. He's going to learn from Wink, and he'll probably start as a practice squad guy, but you never know. He might have an opportunity to get in there. You know, we do have Nacho who's going to be in the mix too. So you've got some good competition at defensive line. Um, the fact that he is a, a big dude who can move well and be good against the run are huge things that are most important to him. Now, he did deal with a knee injury back in 2020, so he only had one pressure and one tackle. In 2021, he played a bit more. He played 63 defensive snack uh, snaps and was an academic All-Big Ten. So he's smart. Also love that. Um, this was when he was at Nebraska, and he felt like he wasn't getting enough playing time there, so he ended up transferring to Oregon. He bulked back up after his injury um, up to 335 pounds. So he was used mostly as a base nose and one shade in Dan Lenning's 3-4 defense. I'm getting this from Big Blue View, which is one of the few websites that I've seen so far who did a full breakdown on him. Because when I was just looking up and doing some research on Jordan Riley, even like NFL.com and ESPN didn't really have a lot on his usage in college. So I think this is probably helpful. Now on the relative athletic score, they have him compared up to DJ Davidson as a um, not as good version of DJ Davidson, who the Giants drafted last year. So you know, again, he's probably going to end up being a practice squad guy, but he has, um, he's good about moving on his feet, tight hands and elbows. And, you know, he's going to be able to go against some interior offensive line and make some tackles, we hope. So, you know, um, again, a practice squad guy, we're going to see what he can bring to the table. Let's move over to the last and final pick of the draft. And that is the safety out of Houston, Gervarius Owens. He's six foot tall, 195 pounds. Like I said, he's a safety, but he also can be used on special teams, which makes me believe that they might have some sort of plan to use him in the way that Julian Love was used. So we'll see. Um, according to NFL.com, he does have some mistakes and he has uh, some mistackled issues, which I think we all know are a bit of a problem. But again, he is likely a practice squad guy. And if not, he's going to have the opportunity to compete and to learn from an excellent defensive coaching staff. He was a four-year starter at Houston, also a team captain, similar to Julian Love. He usually stays deeper than the deepest as high safety, covers with a decent route anticipation in the slot, 
and he does have cornerback experience. So we'll see how that plays a role. Maybe they think that if they convert him to a corner, that he has more potential and can be better that way. I have no idea. Um, But some of these later picks, you know, could be a diamond in the rough or they could end up just being a practice squad guy. So again, time will tell. We'll get a little bit more information and see more of them on the field throughout the summer. And then, you know, in preseason is probably when we will get to see the most of them. So a lot of good stuff to look forward to. I hope that you guys enjoyed the draft as much as I did. Overall, I feel like this team brought in some really good talent this year at a great value. I don't think that they overpaid. They didn't trade up too much to get the guys that they wanted to get. At the end of the day, if these guys come out and they're starters and they make an impact right away, it doesn't matter if they gave up one draft pick, two picks, whatever it is. It's all worth it. So I'm excited to see what these guys bring to the field. Very excited again about John Michael Schmitz. We finally have a center who we can only hope is going to be the center on this team for years and years ahead of us. And again, Jalen Hyatt, a speedster wide receiver with good hands who can make contested catches, you know, who is going to be a good deep threat for us. And of course, Deontay Banks, like I just... There's a lot to be excited about, and I hope that you guys as Giants fans feel the way that I do because the season is going to be here before we know it. And if there's one thing that we can feel really good about, it's that the front office of this team will never be complacent. And Joe not only said that in his press conference, But you can see it, the way that week in and week out, they are bringing in guys and doing whatever they can to improve this team. And they're trying to make it work with the talent that they already have. They want to keep the guys here who want to be here. And, you know, I just feel really good about it. I'm just very excited. So I hope that you guys feel the same way. I hope that if you were a little nervous or uncertain about the drafts, maybe after hearing a little bit more about these guys, you feel better about it. So if you feel that way, please rate and review, subscribe to the podcast. Again, it's called Everything New York Giants. I'm your host, Adriana. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you guys next time.